right now in my, my time in life, I'm, I've been really inundated with work uh, more so than ever before. And it's because, uh, you know, I I talked to my boss a while back and I said, look, I, I have goals. Okay. I, I just don't, I don't like staying stagnant as a person. I don't. I feel that when you stay stagnant is there's room to grow. I, I, I always go back to that Muhammad Ali quote that says, if you haven't changed in 50 years, then you've wasted 50 years of your life. So I'm always yearning to grow, learn, and to and to develop as a person. So the person I am now is different than I was 10 years ago. And it's going to be different 10 years from now when I'm 56, if I get there. So there's this, because part of that is because I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be better until my dying breath. I want to be able that I, I've gotten the full spectrum of life. I've learned. I've tackled things that many of us don't want to tackle because we're used to a certain certain routine and conforming to certain things right so but i went ahead and challenged myself i said look i mean i want to i want to be the most valuable employee in the company how do i get there how do i get that pathway right and you know so right now i've been in the trenches with that uh, doing a lot of training uh getting a behind the scenes access to a lot of things within the company which is great i think that when you show that you've earned the opportunity i mean i always go back to that i always go back to that and this is another podcast for another day but i think when people get caught up on the racism or misogynist or things like that instead of focusing on those wrongs because we have more awareness than ever before the the thing should be okay that opportunity is not there where can i go for an opportunity 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 keep looking for opportunities if one is closing down, you go find another one. And if eventually, if all of them are closed, then you can create your own if you really believe in it, right? So this is an opportunity for me to really challenge myself and say, okay. And and the beautiful thing about it is I'm still able to balance my parenting responsibilities, even though my daughter is driving me up the wall this day and age. I mean, I, I again, that's another podcast for another day. But so I'm, I'm very focused and my energy has been shifted very so on having this these goals that i want to attain to get to this position that i want to get in because i know that if i get into these positions and and to this position per se that i'll be in a great situation financially and i'll be able to enjoy my latter years if i'm in a physical functioning condition to really kind of go out with glory if that makes any sense but if not it's okay but that's the goal. Again, that's the goal. I mean, I better shoot for the stars, right? I better shoot for something is my point. Instead of just sitting here and waiting to die. It's like, hey, let's just go shoot for something. And and I feel that through, through that, I, I've learned so many things. I've, I've learned access to it. And, and one of the cool things is that I'm exposed to a lot of the trainings and a lot of the things that uh, are accessible to me now. And one of the things that the one of these trainings that I was listening to was about leadership leadership in the workplace and how everyone has their different leadership styles how you have to go address staff so on and so forth right and, I, and i'm I, i've been in management before you know luckily for me believe it or not it all started within my senior year in college when i was one of the captains of the team unofficially and and then i was you know the, the younger guys looked up to me and and i set the example and and many of them afterwards after that season was done uh, they they really 
cherish and let me know in their own way. They appreciated me as a leader. They appreciated me as, as the, the example that I set forward for them to continue and, and be who they are. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I set the momentum for me being in my career and dealing with people from get day one in my career. I mean, dealing with people that were much older than me, that were more experienced than me. But yet I was put in a leadership position. So during the course of time, there were three things that I really focus focus on in my leadership style when I'm put in that position. I'm I'm a kind of person that I can be uh, a, a part of the cog. I have no problem being a team player, taking the backlight. I'm not I'm not like an alpha personality in that way. I I can let a leader lead if they want to lead, and I follow and do my role, whatever role is needed for me to do. I'll do. But when I'm put in a leadership position, say, okay, here's the ball. We need you to do this, man. We need you to run this ship. And the, the, the three main core principles that I follow in leadership styles are this. Number one is transparency. I think whenever you're talking to your staff, whenever you're talking to people in general, uh, you, you want to have a level of transparency. Obviously, in my podcasting, it's a bit extreme. Because I, it's it's just the way it is. But like in, in work-related matters, obviously, you are transparent in the sense of the, the issues that are going on, if they're going on, or where an employee stands. I, I think being honest and communicating that honesty is, is something that's very important. I think a lot of people, sometimes in leadership, uh, they want you to be mind readers. And I, I believe that you, you create more issues... And, and being a mind reader, it, it, trying to say that they know your expectations of the job when you haven't communicated it to them or you haven't shown them in any way, shape or form that they have to understand from your mouth, sit down, eye to eye. This is what I need you to do. This is what you've been doing. But this is what the expectations of the job are, in my opinion. And I, I need you to live up to those. Right. Which. That transparency and open communication can lead to a lot of emotions being ruffled, good and bad, right? I mean, but a lot of things can come up depending on that transparency. So the second tier of that is respect. Showing respect to the person you're communicating transparency and communicating in a respectful way is, I think, is so important because... You, what happens with people, many of us, and if not all of us, when we're in a work environment, we invest a lot of our time into it. I mean, eight hours, at least eight hours of our day. I'm not including commuting. I'm not including any overtime, any weekends. We at least contribute to one third of our lives to the work environment for 30 to 40 years. And I feel understanding that we invest a lot of our skills, a lot of our time to the compromise or to the sacrifice of being a good wife, being a good husband, being a good dad, being a good friend. And when you do those things, you have to, so a lot of leaders, in my opinion, don't understand it from that perspective. They just say, well, I'm putting in 80 hours a week, so fuck you and your life. Like they're trying to make their life, like trying to say, hey, listen, you don't think you have a life? I don't have a life as well. No, we all don't have a life, okay, in our respective ways, okay? Just because you can give 80 hours doesn't mean that that person giving 40 isn't giving away a lot of their life, okay? 
So there has to be an understanding of that, right? And respecting that, respecting that the way they live, the way they are, right? And but but sometimes when you have to convey some bad news, you have to do it in a way that is respectful. Because if if you talk somebody down and you you degrade them or make them feel like they're not valuable, you're not. In a, in a way, you're not going to get production long term. I, I, I was listening to the training that I, and I thought that was a great point. He said, like you want to hire people that are motivated enough, that are motivated to do their part, for sure. It, I, I, is there going to be turnover? Absolutely. But I'd rather hire bosses of guys that have the inner drive to succeed because they want more than just that job. Because the way I look at it is, hey, you can do that job. But guess what? Once you're ready to go to something else, we'll get you to go to somewhere else. But then, uh, conversely, I need you to train the next person to be as awesome as you were, which they'll gladly do because now they're getting the opportunity and then a part of that transition of moving to another job is to train people to take over the old one. I get it, you know? Or if they're leaving somewhere else, you hopefully you, you can create a pathway so that when you bring somebody in, that they're able to train or have some notes or whatever it is. Like you're trying to create through the communication and the respect, you know, uh, and the transparency of, of creating leaders and creating bosses. So I, I come from that mindset of when you give respect and I've been in management positions where people have had more experience than me, way more experience than me, like twice their, their experience was my age, basically. Like they'd be on the job 30 years and I'm 30 years old and I'm managing them. I get it. Like, I'm not, you know, and I think that's the part where I understood very early on that you got to treat people with respect because they've been in that position for a long time. Now, granted, they're in that position because maybe they don't want to be managers. Maybe they just, you know, the other spectrum of that, right? They're not, they want to do that job well and that's it. You got to read people in how they want to be managed and what their goals are. So I think, but ultimately it's respect. So if you've been in the job for 30 years, 40 years, and I happen to be your supervisor and I happen to be somebody that's above you in management and you have to report to me, I'm very delicate about that. But I'm also keeping it transparent as far as the roles and responsibilities, right? And and then the last thing that I want to, I, I think the three key components when it comes to transparency, respect, and then consistency. As a leader, and as a manager or a boss or whatever you want to call yourself in your company or in your, your position, it's that you have to be consistent with the people that you're managing. It's one thing to know that if things change, you have to obviously uh, implement some things that are different than what they have. But if you're going from one mindset one week and then another mindset the other and you're waffling all the time, your employees are going to be on thin ice, in my opinion. You're, you're not letting them, um, you, you, they just coming in like, okay, what what's today going to be? And that doesn't create, when you don't create that consistency, in my opinion, they don't have any feeling of job security, like psychologically, because, and then that stresses people out. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some neurotic people that love that, that subconsciously love that. But for the most part, everyone wants to come in, put in good day's work. And, and know what they're getting into, mentally get ready for it, and then go home and, and do what they have to do. That's really what, what it comes down to. So you have to, as a leader, you have to be consistent in, in the way you manage, 
and the way you respond and the way and you know my flaws if i'll say as a leader is that i i never followed up enough with people and and that's something that i learned in my prior job that i was a very hands-on person i was available when it was review time i will talk to them i would check up on them once in a while i will go visit them and so on and so forth but but I realized that from the back channels of people gossiping was that I wasn't checking in on them enough, that I wasn't being attentive enough to them because the way I worked as a leader was, okay, you learn the job, you know what you're doing, then I'm not going to be micromanaging you. I'm the opposite of micromanaging you. I want you to feel like you're owning your position and you're doing the best that you can. But for a lot of people need that, like people need that. And that was something that I knew they needed it. But I disregarded it. And I and I think looking back, I could have done a better job of following up and making phone calls. And I think in this position that I'm in and moving forward, that's what I've done. Like right now, I'm probably going to be touching base with somebody on the team and part of the staff and letting them know, hey, by the way, man, you've been doing a good job. Um, you know, and it's like I said, some staff members that don't need that. They don't need that fucking pat on the back. So you have to read the staff members. You can tell, but I can tell which ones need it. And I, and I think that was, and I looking back, of course, I knew those people needed it, but I didn't do it because it was about my ego. And I think that's where it comes down to not my ego per se, but I was like, well, well, what do you fucking need it for? But overall, I think those three components that I just talked about being transparent with staff, being honest with them about where you stand, about what's expectations are, but doing it in a way of respect, respectfully talking to them, you know, not condescending to them yelling at them like a lot of these bosses do when they get angry it's like you have to learn how to keep your cool and when you are angry you have to convey it in a very professional way because at the end you still want them to produce you don't want them to feel like they're in a doghouse forever or whenever you're meeting with them like they can't convey any opinions or that they're just thinking that you're going to demolish them i used to be like that in certain jobs where I, I will go in and I'm like, okay, this person's going to chew me up. Let's go to war, right? I mean, you just knew that it was that time. I, I, I don't want to create that. And then and, and do it from a place of respect, right? Uh, respecting people. And then last thing is consistency. When you're consistent with your staff as far as how you direct, how you manage, how you treat them, it, it gains trust. It gains them to feel more comfortable. And when they're not as aroused or as uh, you know nervous or have anxiety about your reaction to uh, situations that may come up. Because, listen, at the end of the day, what, what happens is, you know, my philosophy is very simple, is you got to take the information you have in front of you and make the best decision with that with that information. And sometimes you're going to drop the ball. Sometimes these things are not going to be, um, uh, they're not going to go 100% right. And, and, and the way you have to understand this, okay, was, and this is what I was telling one of my staff members was that, look, I, I want you to just follow the directive. And then if you don't know, or if you've never been taught about this before, take the information around you. Take your experience, take the information and make the best. And then when you're questioned about it, just show your rationale. That's what I do. That's what I do. Whenever a lot of times when I know that I have a manager that is not there for me, well, what I do is, okay, well, 
this person's not available for me so i'm just gonna take what i've known about the, the position this is a situation this is the consequences of me doing this you know or everything that, as well informed as i can be and i may still make the mistake but i can go back to my boss and say hey this is why i did it this is why i made that decision and hopefully they're receptive if you have a good boss and a good leader they're receptive to that they'll address it they won't kick you down and if they do all those things then you're not in a conducive environment to grow to feel empowered to to be in a better place and i think that's where for many of you out there that are in environments that i think don't allow for you to be empowered don't allow for you to to be transparency and there's these games and subliminal messages and and, and you're having all these things going on i feel that you're you're not in the right place for the opportunity that you're looking for you have to look for opportunities and, and part of that is looking at environments where you have leaders that are again in my opinion transparent that are respectful to their employees and they community and they are consistent if you have those things then i think a platform to pursue and get to the pinnacle of your dreams or at least get to the highest level that you possibly can with your skill set